0: I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter. I head up hip-hop by the numbers on Twitter, where I use hip-hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture.
1: And I am lead editor of The Fifth Element, where I highlight the fifth element of hip-hop, which is knowledge. And welcome to Digging in the deep. evening, Benjamin. Hey Charlie, how's it going? I'm good, thanks. I'm good, I'm good. Still on a high from an amazing show I went to a few days ago. Got to rap. Oh my boy, oh my days. (laughs) Who was playing? So, we had a DJ premiere hosting, uh, coming in throughout the acts, so in between, just as the glue. Then came De La Soul first up, uh, then Public Enemy, and then Wu Tang. And I would like to say, eight of nine members of Wu Tang, which is a which is higher than I expected. Me and my mate expected at least six. Um, I was, but yeah, nah, getting, getting that, and just it, it, just the lineup itself was guaranteed to be great. And it's the first time I've seen all four of them, so you know. Check, 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 check. Pretty much, so
0: I'm, I'm, I'm happy. That's incredible. Who wasn't there from Wu Tang? <laughs> meth Man. <laughs> oh, meth. But he, is he is he a Wu Tang clan member or is he just kind of like?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no full, yeah full full member, full okay, full fully and all that. Yeah, He's full member. Full, full membership. Um, there were a couple. There, there were a couple of people whinging about like uh, yes of, of all of all people asking uh, where was Flavor Flav? And I was like. Is your night really ruined because Flavor flavor wasn't there? Flavor of Love fans. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, Flavor of Love how, fans. How,
0: how, uh, stop. <laughs> hey, there's got to be a couple out there. I mean, it had a couple stop. of seasons. <laughs>
1: Mate, the only thing great about that show was that one clip I saw that was going around social media a few years ago, where that woman tried to make chicken in a microwave. That was the only. That's the only gratifying entertaining moment that was worth watching of that show and oh, yeah, i gotta watch that
0: i gotta watch that clip because i've not seen that clip screw man it. but it sounds like it was a good night
1: oh, that, oh bro the clip oh yeah yeah the clip the clip's great and yes the night was uh the night was great it was you know five hours so you know oh, the right. knee, the knees were locked for a good 10 minutes
0: still man that's so <laughs> worth a good it 10 minutes um, so worth
1: yeah it. other than that it was uh it was, a lab- it was a labor of love. It was a labor of love. My, my, my hip-hop soul is, is full right now. I'm good, so.
0: That's really yeah. awesome. Like, I, haven't, I have not been to a gig that, um, I guess, was such a Avengers-like of old-school hip-hop awesomeness in my life. That sounds really... I don't think they could do that in Australia. That is
1: literally, that's literally how me and my mate saw it at the end. Yeah, there's literally how me and my mates saw that at the end. Like we were going that this is if this is Infinity War, and there was a you know a little clip going um like on the screen where it said God Rap Two coming soon. and I was like, excuse me, who, when, how much, <laughs> oh, <laughs> take that, my man. money. Um, but yeah, if, 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 that, if that ever happens, I'm on that again. Cause yeah, man, uh, hopefully it's a different lineup, but any, but anyway, nothing about me. I'm not the God's rep. I'll, I'll be, that's, that's, for, that's for that's what's good. Um, for the, for the other, uh, fifth End podcast. Um, so if you guys want to yeah, know that. my experience of that, that, you can hit up what's good in a few, in a few days uh, on Thursday. So stay tuned for that. Well, anyway, back to this show and what we're talking about specifically here,
0: Yeah, I want to segue from this because Lauren Hill performed in Australia earlier this year and when it was announced and she came out with Nas and when it was announced, I thought, man, that would be a hell of a gig to go to if Lauren Hill could promise that she would turn up on time. And I just was like, man, I can't risk going to see Lauren Hill spending money because I don't know if she's going to turn up on time. And... What we're going to talk about today, yeah, and this is this is an idea I had like a while back, and I call them like rap unicorns. So you have got Lauren Hill, Andre Three Thousand, and Jay Electronica artists who just kind of dropped off the map after releasing or like building, you know, out, well, Outcast had a massive career, obviously, uh, Andre Three Thousand. Had enough time to mm-hmm. become one of you know he's in my top five he should be in most people's top five I personally think he you know changed hip hop Lauren Hill the Miseducation of Lauren Hill is just a stone cold classic but that's her last studio album and Jay Electronica hasn't top five even time. Yep. yeah and Jay Electronica hasn't even dropped a studio album yet so you know I just want to kind of deliver some statistics and then see where they take us with regards to especially kind of what do artists owe fans uh, in the music business and do they owe us music? You know, are they creating for us? I mean, we, you know, it's it's a it's a hard line to toe and we see a lot of rappers these days just putting out a lot of product to satisfy a very, very hungry market. And then you have artists that are criticized for not putting out enough mm. music, but then you have people criticizing some for putting out too much music. Like, it, it just gets really messy.
1: Yeah. Um I mean on the Lawn Hill front I actually went to see Lawn Hill in December <laughs> so I took it? that bullet um, I took it? the plunge uh, Oh no it was it was, it was outstanding um <sighs> there was like a there was like um uh, sound issues but like that, I don't I don't really blame that on her once those were fixed like it was glorious like, it was so glorious and only 20 minutes late so that was, so I consider myself very lucky because literally mm. a couple days before uh, in a nearby town Birmingham um, she was like an hour and a half so you know it, was, it, it, it really does vary <laughs> like, sometimes it's some on point sometimes she's just S- silly late. it's actually absurd and yeah. you know it's a, it's a it's a risk you have to take with Lauren Hill you R- really do and but you know i was one of the lucky ones um and you know it's a uh, it is an interesting conversation you know when it comes to you know uh fan bases and like uh, what what do i so and you know as it pertains to Lauren Hill like for me for her specifically i kind of you know, I I kind of toe the line, and I tried to do this with you know I tried to stay neutral with, in in these days anyway. As I tried, you know, try tried to like you know see what the artist is seeing, kind of thing. I know I'm not nice, but I like to see both angles because you know in the you know for the for other episodes, you know, we've talked about you know consu- like consumer and you know how they and how people think in this streaming era, and you know, like I said, a i think episode two maybe you know i felt i said i said like um i used to see uh you know artists like uh, complaining about streaming and like money as you know how dare you kind of thing and uh, you know since then i've kind of switched up my stance on that so as it pertains to you know the iced and the consumer and uh well yeah and uh what the iced owes if i can answer that question just bluntly um nothing to be completely to be yep. completely honest with you yeah but there is also but obviously there's much more uh depth in that which i'm sure we'll get into but um i'll show you i feel like you've uh got some stats to uh kick us off with so I'll, I'll let you go with that
0: yeah well again to put it bluntly i think there's two i mean when i thought about this there were two uh you know two parts to this argument first i agree with you i don't think artistically or musically they don't owe us, you know, they don't owe us anything. They're creating music and they should be creating music that they enjoy exactly. and that they that's coming from the heart and coming from the soul. And if people like it, they'll gravitate mm-hmm. towards it. If people don't mm-hmm. like it, they won't. And if it takes them twenty years to put out a project, it takes them twenty years. The other side of that is when they are performing live and people are buying tickets, you know, in advance, then I think you owe them a service because they've paid for that service. And look, I, I don't want to lock people or, yeah. or artists into, you know, being responsible or any, uh, I guess, um, adding any undue mm-hmm. pressure to them. But if you're going on a tour, then mm-hmm. I really think that you need to get everything sorted. Like that Nicki Minaj stuff earlier this year when, you know, they I think three or four dates were canceled overseas in Europe. And... it was like three or four out of the first six and that's the end man like people don't understand the other side of this and uh, like I, I was a big part of the placebo which is a British rock band they're like kind of fandom when I was younger and so I watched these people buy tickets to like every concert and like working out uh, where they were going to stay, planes they were going to catch, like spending all this money doing all this planning, and then when the 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 show gets cancelled, it's just a headline in a newspaper, and you're like, oh yeah, show got cancelled. But like all these people are stuck in a city they don't know with no money, and they're just like, whoa, you know that was that was bad. Mm. So I think with with regards to Lauren Hill, um, I think she does have a responsibility to turn up on time if someone's paid a ridiculous amount of money to go watch her. But with regards to the art specifically, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people have talked about Lauren Hill and how she, I mean, she released uh, MTV Unplugged in 2002 and, and people cite that as a classic as well. But that was the last full length release from her. And in mm-hmm. basically 20 years since mm-hmm. the miseducation, she's dropped 23 songs total, which is 1.2 per year, right? She's only rapped or sung 8,000 words in that time which is 404 words a year. Like, that's a true rap unicorn she has withdrawn from. And it's, I guess it's it's odd because she's still performing live. And this is interesting because she clearly Mm. still has a fan base and she's clearly interested in keeping that fan base. But she just doesn't release music basically at all. Um, If you compare to other rap unicorns like Andre 3000... His last project with Outcast was Elder Wild in 2006, so that was 13 years ago. He's dropped mm-hmm. 45 songs or guest spots since then, only six lead tracks. Most of his stuff comes from guest spots, which is three and a half, 3.5 per year, almost double what Lauren Hill has released in that time with regards to how many mm. words he's been spitting, how many mm. verses he spits. He spits uh 3.5 verses a year but those verses are crazy like that that one on Anderson Park's album was just I my friend analyzed it shout out to yeah. Thomas who is writing for DJ booth at the moment that guy is just out of this world like and that's why I think people get a little bit depressed the same with J Electronica you know when he dropped Exhibit C it went crazy because everyone was like man this guy can spit yeah in- still got the
1: regular in-
0: Yeah, this guy can spit insane, and you know he's he's around the same as Andre Three Thousand. He has not dropped a full length project um, in since two thousand nine. When Exhibit C dropped, he's only dropped three point six guest spots or lead spot lead songs per year. Um, A little bit, no, exactly the same, almost amount of words a year as Andre Three Thousand, and it's just like everyone's like really wanting music from these guys uh, and Lauren Hill, but. They're not getting it, and I I feel the frustration from the fans, especially with regards to Andre, because every time he pops up, he just slays, like absolutely slays. When he was on 16 with Rick Ross, man, or uh, Pink Matter with Frank Ocean, like these are iconic verses, and I guess it's frustrating for people, but again, I I don't feel like he owes anyone anything.
1: Yeah, (sighs) there's kind of is not it? you know, the fact that... Andre, especially in this context, like produces such great work. Even though he said years ago that once he passes um, in the age of uh, what was it, age of forty, 40 or something, forty, yeah, the, yeah. you said like. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, once he, and obviously he's past that now, and he's still producing like, I mean, packs. But that verse on Pax Track, like that, that yeah. is verse of the year already. Like, it's mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah, it's just unbelievable. From, just from a standard lyrical standpoint, it's already it's already verse of the year. I'm still waiting on some someone to contend oh, that. I don't know. you know I mean, so it, it's it's still absurd. Exactly. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a tough one. So, um, we'll see that at the end of the year, but um. <clears throat> I think it is kind of frustrating. I can see why, you know, especially Andre fans can be so frustrated by the fact that he does these really teasy guest spots, and we're like, bro, if you just dropped like a 10-track or even an EP, we will be like, you know, it's kind of like, um, it's, it's a very supply and demand thing, isn't it? Where like, you know, and it's it's kind of a drug this in this, especially in Andre's case where we're like, Just an EP, man. Just just give me an EP. I'll be fine. I'll be good for for another twenty years. I'll I'll promise. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? uh, Scratching their necks and stuff. You know what I mean? So they they can they can say it like that, and they are saying it like that. But again, this is the, the 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 conversation here is like artists, you know. And you know, again, you can take this to other realms of art. They, wanna, they, they do how they feel. When they start their career, right? So, you know, this is, this is obviously people that are well-versed and have careers and have legacies now. Going back to when they originally started, they started because, straight up, they wanted to make music. They wanted to sing. They wanted to rap. They wanted to do what, what, what they wanted. And they did. Okay? Now, once you obviously gain a fan base, that's when it changes. And, you know, people start asking, and especially in the social media age, uh, when's the album dropping? When's the album dropping? When's this dropping? Uh, Drop this verse that we saw on a video, that we saw a snippet on the video, like I keep doing with Kendrick on the All Right. Hmm. God, I want that song so bad. It's such such a clean, oh, it sounds so good. I want that whole song. Anyway, um, once you gain a fan base, it changes to the point where it's not about you kind of per se you know it can still be about your art and you know Andre and Lauren are still sticking to their guns on that point where the fact that you know they do they did those projects out of the fact that they wanted to do the projects and now they don't want to do projects and that's fine in my mind that is fine that's completely fine but now you have people that this is this is the thing when how fans see eyes sometimes, you know, they see them as they can see them as deities, but they also see them as servants in a way. So you 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 buy a ticket to their show, you expect them to provide a quote unquote service, you know, and you 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 don't ask a, you don't ask a deity that you see as like a you know a just you 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 have you have changed my life kind of thing with, as music can do and then go to and then go and badger them going like oh, oh where's my where's my album where's my album where's my album you know mm. throw the toys out the pram i think that's the in my mind i think that's the problem with you know us as fans of whatever artist where we can love their art and whenever they drop a piece of art it's just amazing and you know we we hail them for it and sometimes our lives change because of, because we listen to those pieces of work but then when we haven't got you know something in you know a couple of years people start getting antsy and it's just like you need to pick a lane here you need to either respect the the fact that these people do it for the art and you know we've gone in we've gone in the conversation several times when you know some artists are doing it for the money and it shows but for these people that we're talking about, the case the case studies in point, they do it for the art. And fans need to pick a lane, basically. You either treat their art as they treat their art, or you're just a person that wants something from them. You know what I mean? It's just... It, it leaves it kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth, to be completely honest, when people uh, just dip in and out, saying, I love you, but give me a freaking album. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. I guess 2019 has been a really, has been different to 2018, especially with regards to hip hop. And personally, as I'm going to speak as a fan here, I'm disappointed that we haven't had more projects because one of the things I really like to do is just like I did with Anderson Park's album, you know, go for a walk, put it on or put it on in the car when I'm going for a drive and just know that this is going to engage me for the entire project because I'm going to be interested in it and interested to listen to it and see what he has to say. So with 2018, Mm -hmm. there was just so much music coming out that we were just never never short of that. Like every week, basically, something crazy came out. You know, Drake was dropping, Meek was dropping, Jay-Z and Beyonce were dropping, Kanye was dropping, Pusha T was dropping. Like, it was just completely insane it was it was amazing and I think everyone was so satiated by that and so I guess the frustration in 2019 for me and I understand the fans frustration is especially fans who have like a small kind of what they listen to is uh it's they don't listen widely let's say I mean I listen to everything I listen to ambient music rock okay pop R&B hip-hop like I've got favorite artists across genres uh except country i'll put that out there i do not like country music but the, <laughs> the problem is the problem is a lot of the people that i'm engaging with on twitter little nosex are, will change that <laughs> he's changing it it's fire man i still keep going back to that song i'm like this is great track this is gonna endure but um a lot of people i'm engaging with on twitter just listen to hip-hop and let's face it like what has come out this year of major rappers like probably Future, Two Chains, and Schoolboy Q, um, Anderson Park. You know that's rap plus R and B uh, plus okay. different. Yep. You know it's genre hopping. But apart from that, like when you compare to 2018, I mean that was crazy. Like so, I think one of the things I've noticed with these hip hop fans is the engagement I get on Twitter when I tweet about how long it's been since an artist released an album. So with Big Sean, um, I think it was 2017 that I Decided came out. And I tweeted about it the other day. I did it with Joey Badass as well because his last album was 2017. And I basically, it's a simple tweet. It's just like it's been 1, 011, you know 1,100 days since this artist's last release. Everyone just goes crazy like, oh, man, I really wish they mm. released some music. I, I really miss it. But I think the problem with that is if... You know, I think there's two types of artists and I've got some numbers here because I want to run these numbers by, I guess, you. Um, I guess since 2010, especially when streaming came in, artists, there was much more incentive to release a lot of music. And we've spoken about this before in the podcast of these kind of mm-hmm. pioneers of this like little b gucci Mane, little wayne 50 cent was doing it where they were just releasing like huge volumes of music mm. but all of a sudden when streaming came in they're like wow we could actually monetize these things so you've got like these are artists with multiple top 10 albums in a year so they released multiple albums in a year and they went top 10 on the billboard 200 which is an actually a pretty big effort so, you got Kodak Black in 2017. Future's done it three years. He did it in 2018, 2015, and he had three in 2017. Drake did it twice in 2015. 21 Savage did it twice in 2017. Logic did it twice in 2018. Meek Mill twice in 2018. Trippy Red three times in 2018. XXX Tentacion. I guess my question, and it will lead into some more stats, but I want to hear your thoughts on this is are these the kind of artists that you want to go away and experience some life and then come back with some art? Or are these the kind of artists that you don't really want to hear what they have to say that much? You just kind of want to hear them vibing or, you know, because there's a difference. There's a big difference between a Kendrick Lamar and a Trippie Red. Like one of them you want to go away and then come back and bring you some (sighs) art. The other you just want to hear on a record because it's kind of hype.
1: <laughs> so you where did that so you know what miles is going to be, isn't it? It's just, it's just no. There, there, Some of these, some of these eyes are, you know. And I understand that Fifty, Wayne, and the Lil, uh, Lil B were before streaming, and you know they had their they had their incentives, you know, to to. Produce that much work, and, or, and you know, I'm no, it's not the fact that you know I, I don't like you know the fact that they do it so often. Uh, I get, I guess I see some of those I seen named, and I'm just like, okay, well they're just they're just milking the streaming cow. That's that's basically what they're doing. I think yeah. I find that future you especially know, very, very, very open, and I f- I, f- I find it very open, and you know I get it but it's not it's it's not how i see it's not how i you know like like it's not how i like to get it you know you, you're just giving it just to give it you know what i mean it's not really te- there's no tlc in it in how i in how i perceive you dropping this album oh 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 you're dropping another one huh why 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 is that all of a sudden you know what i mean it's just it's it's kind of a, it's it's a factory mindset to it and you know as the the more the more and more we get into this, you know, years in the future, it will still it will be more prevalent and make me more cynical. But you know, yeah, answering your question, it's a it's it's, it's a no for me, dog. It's a it's a no for me. Mm. <laughs> I just I just I, I don't know. I just I I am a purist of heart, you know. And I uh, going back to before you continue, just uh, going back on uh, one thing you were talking about, uh, just mentioned of like. You know how, you know less. You know, it it seems like people are dropping music. You know it's obviously mid May and it's like, and you only name like three people. But I'm just like I'm looking at the projects I've listened to recent not in the past. You know, obviously 2019. I'm like there's some there's some clean stuff out there. And you know, just I don't I don't want to get on my Go explore High Horse, but there there are there's always there's always stuff out there, I believe. But I understand where, you know, mainstream releases have been very um, um sparse, I guess. I mean what, what was, the, what was probably the, the the biggest one recently, maybe yeah, schoolware Q and that was like mm-hmm. what, two weeks ago? And yeah. but yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But um, I just wanted to I just wanted to <laughs> throw that little bit out there. But yeah, answering the question, no.
0: Yeah. Well, in 2018, I think there were 44 top 10 hip hop albums, which is like double the next best, which I think was in the mid 2000s, actually, which was 22. So that's why we just were confused at the moment because and you're right, you know, you're 100% right. There is a lot of music out you, there to go. You far. don't know
1: if it's you don't know if it's a blip or trend.
0: Yeah, and it it seems like a blip at the moment. To be honest, I think everyone's just kind of recovering, and maybe everyone was just piling on top of a, a kind of a zeitgeist trend in twenty eighteen. But you know, one of the things you said was really interesting with regards to the TLC and the factory mindset, because I've got some numbers on some labels. So I've got TDE Dreamville, and I've got Rockefeller from back in the day. So. I think one of the criticisms that I read that was leveled at Schoolboy Q's Crash Talk, I think someone from DJ Booth wrote this. They're like, every TDE album feels like an event and you feel like they're cultivating something and bringing something, some artistic message to the table and Schoolboy Q doesn't sound like he's doing that on his album. And the the reason why it feels that way is because TDE cultivate their release schedule very, very closely. So... The average time between Mm -hmm. um, studio album releases of TDE, this is their whole roster, is 718 days. They wait 718 days between releases. That's two years. So that's crazy, Mm. right? And then you look at Dreamville and it's 747 days. It's just kind of the same. You know, they're really, I guess, uh, it's not a factory mindset at all at these 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 places, and the the review average score for TDE across all their major projects is seventy seven out of a hundred. So they're they're cultivating quality there, and they're waiting they're waiting to deliver it. So there it, there are still bastions of this in modern music, but it's it's quite rare. If we go back to Rockefeller, and I've just mm-hmm. grabbed Jay Z, Memphis Bleak, and Beanie Siegel because they were the three main artists. You know Rockefeller releasing a lot of music back then. But I think these were the... Fo- I mean, Emil was a focus yeah. as well. Shout out, Emil. Um If you're listening, Emil, I really, really like your album and I'm sorry that everyone shits on it. I'm sorry. I've got it on vinyl. I really like it. <laughs> you won't be listening, but I just want to put that on wax because it has to be on wax. So, <laughs> Rockefeller were releasing a lot of music back then, but they were really focusing on Jay, Bleak, and, be- and Beanie. So... The time between releases for them was 490 days, which is a lot less than the others. And I think we're getting a little bit, maybe. And people forget, people forget that Jay Z was releasing an album every year back in the day. I mean, his numbers are crazy. Like, if you look at all the projects he released um, between Reasonable Doubt and the Black Album, he was releasing a project every 337 days, which is really small. It's uh, if you compare it to, let's say, J. Cole, as 543 days. So I don't think you have to Mm. wait. I don't think you have to wait to give quality. But I think, like, okay, I'll throw some numbers out here because some of these artists are interesting. If we look at how long it takes Kendrick Lamar to release projects, it's 475 days between projects. J. Cole is 543. Okay. um push at is 598 mm-hmm. and then you drop down to future at 141 yeah. days so I think that these these big artists and future <laughs> yeah. is future is almost an anomaly in this because future I would place uh I guess not you know quality wise is quality is subjective but I would place future in this this category of kind of epically massive Rap superstars, alongside, not maybe not alongside Kendrick, but definitely alongside Cole, and definitely alongside nikki but he only takes one hundred forty-one days between projects. That's crazy. Yet these other artists are waiting I'm over a year. I'm putting mad faces right now. <laughs> I wish that this was a video we were on YouTube because I remember we did have a conversation about <laughs> future a couple of weeks ago, and uh, and you were, you were Ooh-wee. perplexed. You were sitting perplexed as I wax lyrical about how much I like Future. <laughs> He's up there, man. Keep He's cooking, up there. I've run, I've run the numbers. I've run the numbers. He's up there. But I guess the the thing is that I think you're right when you talk about the factory mindset, and I think that if you're just flooding the market with projects, you have to be top, absolutely top tier to be putting out quality. So you have to be Little Wayne from like 06 to 09 untouchable you have to be jay-z from 98 to 2003 it's like entirely untouchable you have to be eminem level from 99 to 2004 you know he was dropping d12 projects he was dropping uh soundtracks to out to movies like you got to be really really top tier Mm -hmm. and a lot of those artists i mentioned before with multiple top 10 albums i think you know they're just not top tier and it's maybe it's diluting the music but it is i think it's probably driving up demand and like driving up intrigue and importance around the release dates of these bigger artists like Kendrick
1: yeah i mean you know i don't want to act like if you drop a project every year you know you're you're whack it's, it's obviously not that and i understand that you know some everyone everyone has their own methods of doing things and that's fine you know but on the T D Dreamville point, it's kind. Their of, their their method is more like a um, it's more like a it's, it's similar to like a Jordan Peele kind of thing where you know his past two movies have been you know, kind of you know just just lightly separated you know a little bit of time in between to you know let dust settle and stuff like that. But they have both been events. Get Out and Us have both been events. And I think, you know, TD and Dreamville do try to do that, you know. Um, and I and I like that. But, you know, James Brown, for example, right, you know, he's dropped he dropped tons of projects. Like, there's so many just going out the hip-hop s- s- sphere right at the moment. Just, you know, there's tons of jazz artists that, you know, produce tons of music, you know what I mean? Mm. I, I'm not saying, I'll never say that, you know, frequent droppings of projects is you know a bad thing uh obviously in this case it's more there's there's more of a clear motive uh, and was, and it's obviously very different from back in the day but I I I just want to you know just defend myself right quick and just to say like I'm not Shitting on the fact that people drop a project every year, you know. Logic drops a projects every every year, and you know sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. he has it's been a bit here missed in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Pack, we just told Hanson Pack. He dropped he's dropped two albums in what a space for what six months? Yeah, less, less than, that. than that. And yeah. they but they're both clean. So you know it's it's not it's he 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 did both of those projects in basically the. In At the same time, simultaneously, probably by accident or by purpose, I don't know, but, you know, everyone has their own, you know, know, way of doing things, and again, everyone has their own motivation, which kind of brings back to, you know, our original chat about rap unicorns, and, you know, compared to um, the consumer, and uh, one thing I want to, like, just throw out there, there was, um, and in terms of, like, going back to the consumer chat... Uh, there was, there was a uh, recent. Uh, you mentioned Joey Badass. He uh, did a. Uh, he's. He's. I think he's created a label. Another label. Like he's obviously in pro, Era, but he's made his own label. And he actually signed an artist recently. Uh, f- forget the name, because uh, the song itself was extremely forgettable, <laughs> but, you know, people, like, coming on, coming on his IG post after, you know, you know, big the ice up, going, like, oh, new track for my new sign-in, and everyone's going, it's whack, man, and yeah, it's whack, like, you know, and, and you know, he's, a uh, he's currently doing that Beast Coast thing with, like, uh, some of, some pro rights and Flatbridge Zombies, and they did, like, a, um, a more, a more trap soul, kind of, you know, just one of those, kind of, uh, tracks and people weren't vibing to it, and he lashed out on IG Live, uh, well, IG Stories anyway, going like, "You lot need to respect evolution." And you know, there's another, there's another conversation in that yeah, in terms of like, definitely. you know, eyes evolving their sound and uh, and stuff like that. But yeah. you know, I understand where Joey's coming from in terms of you know, <clears throat> he wants to make the music he wants to, he wants to. You know, it's um, what was that? What was that Kanye quote? What was that Kanye? Quote? Or was it, Jay? No, no, no. It was Jay. I think it was Jay. Where he was like, um, "If you want to listen to my old stuff, yeah. buy my old albums. They want my, you know, what I mean, it's, 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 they it's, want my it's old shit, my old
0: album, yeah, yeah. On uh, on to the next one from 2009's Blueprint I, Three. Exactly. Yeah. On to the next one, on absolute banger. absolute baggage track. Blueprint Three,
1: underrated, slap. Tra- underrated album, anyway. total slam. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know, Joey's in the same, yeah, Joey's in the same sphere where he's like, you know, if if you want to listen to to you know the 1999 then go listen to 1999 and that's why I've been doing but you know that comes back to you know consumer want in what they want you know I prefer 1999 Joey compared to um, All American Badass Joey but you know I like All American Badass don't get me wrong but 1999 was a oh, damn yeah. that was a lightning in a freaking bottle my it's god beast. that was absurd that Absolute was an absurd beast. mixtape but you know it's it's it is it is just a very it is a very constant battle between you know an artist and a consumer where they wanna do the art and they wanna evolve and as a writer, I completely re- relate to that you know i don't wanna do you know the same project over and over again who does who does wanna write the same thing over and over again no no one does it's crap it's boring mm. and you want you wanna switch it up so and maybe you know we don't know the you know the 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 motivations for you know um Lauren Hill or even j electronica, who the hell knows what j electronica is thinking no. or doing these days no. but um maybe it was because, maybe it was because of that maybe maybe Lauren Hill did miss education, which is in my mind top five album all time all music don't talk to me absolutely crazy album Amazing. and you know she put a lot in that, and there is a there's like maybe 20 or so years of her life put into that one album. And, you know, that should be enough for some people. It should be enough for people. If it's enough for her, then it should be enough for the consumer. And I think that's, you know, you know what? I kind of summed it up quite well there. Yeah.
0: I think you'd very, I think you did <laughs> very well. If the artist
1: thinks it's enough, the, the consumer think it's
0: enough. I think, yeah, you did very well. I want I <laughs> to preach to listeners a little bit because... I see some very, very irrational opinions online. And I don't think you need to be this... Look, I'm going to preach for a second. What we need to do as listeners is be entirely aware. And and it it doesn't need to be more than just awareness. It just needs to be awareness. Because from awareness comes understanding. But you can't understand until you become aware. The first thing you need to do is be aware of yourself and why you're listening to an artist. So... There are heaps of, you know, I listen to Future because I literally just want to hear someone with, like, ridiculously cool auto-tune over some intense, insane beats. And that's all I want. And however long it takes Future to make that, I'll wait for it. But I listen to Kendrick Lamar because I want to hear something. I want to be moved. Like, when I first listened to Good Kid, Mad City... And to Pimper Butterfly, this, this feeling and, and Channel Orange by Frank Ocean are the last three albums I remember that had as soon as I put them on, it was like I was dragged into this world that they've created for me. But they only created that through going away from music and living life and having some life experience and sitting down and really crafting that world. There's a great Jay-Z quote when people ask, used to exactly. ask him about what his uh, top three own albums are. And he, in Decoded, the book he uh, released in 2009 or 10, he just said, well, it's always Reasonable Doubt because that's the album it took me my whole life to make. He's like, I was 26 when I released Reasonable Doubt. I had 26 years of life experience. And that's why I think 444 will go down as a classic because on the first track, he kills his rap persona, which is what he's been inhabiting since, you know, 97. And then he raps about Jay-Z, about Sean Carter for the next, you know, 13 tracks. And that's why, you know, that took another 23 years to create or however many, sorry, 21 years to create because he was playing a persona and then all of a sudden the persona fell away and he's like, well, I'm just going to reveal 21 years of knowledge that I've just gained in, you know, 13 songs. So I think as listeners, we just have to be aware of what we want as a listener and what we expect and then be aware of the creative process what I've found being a creative is is really hard to force creativity it's almost impossible and whenever you do unless you're Mm -hmm. really really good at what you're doing Mm -hmm. it's not going to come out very well specifically like when I create when I write Mm -hmm. if I'm not in the mood to write an article I'm not writing an article because it's just going to be a complete mess and artists I think get mixed up and messed up when they feel like they now have I guess, an obligation to their fan base to keep putting out product when especially the, the hard thing is like if we looked at Kendrick and say, well, good kid, mad city Pimp Pimple Butterfly were really incredible. Kendrick built this massive, massive buzz in this massive fan base. If he just turned around and said, well, how better start just dropping product. That's not what the fan base fell in love with and it doesn't matter what the fan base is saying we want more music of course you want more music as you said earlier it's like a drug i i don't blame you for wanting more music it's we want to be transformed we want to be emotionally touched by music but it takes time it really does take time mm-hmm. and what i've learned uh i guess over the last 15 years of my life is those moments you know i watched um i watched avengers on saturday and I didn't expect to be touched by it, but I cried a lot during the movie and I realized and I've realized this so many times over the past 12 months because I've had some moments with some people that have been decades in the making or, you know, 10 years between me seeing someone and then seeing them and like hugging them and just just feeling that emotion and that like just waiting all that time to finally have that moment and it happened during Avengers i thought of all the times mm. i've been like really low or unwell and just sat down and watched an mm. iron man movie and I, I connected with it and it was just really beautiful and so it's it's to do with all art it's to do with all life you know you can't short circuit these kind of moments and so if you if you want that from your artist if you if that's what you value and you want quality you have to respect um they're they're right to take their time with it you know lauren she might take 20 years she might not have felt anything in that 20 years what's the point of putting out something that's just you know gonna chart for a week and then you know fall away there's no point to that and and it's gonna leave people more disappointed anyway you just have to let these artists i think we get spoiled when we look at kanye dropping like you know, 2004, 2005, 2007, 2008, 2010, 2013. Like, that's crazy. That's a crazy run. But mm-hmm. that's rare. Yeah. That's so rare. You know, Jay-Z mm-hmm. did it from 96 to 2003. Yeah. And we get, well, we're like, well, Jay-Z did it. Why can't other? So we just, as listeners, we just have to take a step back, think about why we're listening to an artist, and then just say, man, I want, I want you to go away. I want you to wait. I want... Andre 3000 to take a year between guest verses because I'm going to be replaying that guest verse for the next 10 years like I'm going to be replaying 16 and it's going to mm. make me you know it's going to choke me up I'm going to listen to Pink Matter and I'm just going to be like holy shit that is touching my soul maybe I wouldn't have got that if Andre dropped an EP <laughs> yeah. so we just we just got to wait and then if you're listening to Trippy mm. Red you don't, you don't need Trippy Red you don't want him to wait You're like, come on, man, I'm not going to cry to this. Just drop it so I can just start twerking. So there's a difference, you know, there's a difference. But we just have to be more aware as listeners.
1: Yeah, I think it does. I think you hit the noun in the head. I think it does simply vary from ice to ice. I think, you know, even though I don't rate the people, well, the ice that, you know, have this. You know, like I said, factory mindset there when they're just churning out music and churning out music, and you know it's just there to be there, and you know it's they serve, they do serve a purpose they you know they serve a purpose for people that want just you know just just music just' any it just anything you know what I mean it doesn't have to be world world beaten it has it just 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 give me something, and you know so I think some people see this as sometimes like a sport, even though it's an art form you know what I mean so. People look at you know, like you said, like a Jay Z. Oh, oh, he does it. He had a six-year stretch. Like, why can't anyone? Yeah, why can't everyone point. do that? You know what I mean? So, great point. Not everyone goes. Everyone goes by their own pace. Everyone lifts their own. You know, everyone lifts their own weight. They have their own life experiences, and you know, they can, they can churn that to, you know, like future churns that to, God damn knows how many albums and mixtapes over the past ten years, or you can. Or you can be Kendrick, who, you know, does three and a half, if you count on tiled, and, you know, and over over a few, over how many years? About eight years, something like that? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, you know, it, I mean, it, yeah, it differs. Yeah. It really does differ from Myest to highest, and, yeah, it's a, you you really you really killed that, my God. <laughs> I can't be there. <laughs> You're the nail on the head, to be honest, like, you, 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 mic drop.
0: Well, that's good. That's good. Maybe we can. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say on this? Because I, I feel like yeah, I, I just kind of said everything that I wanted to say, man. I've, I've been a bit no, frustrated honestly, with you listeners. You honestly,
1: you did. You honestly did mic drop it. Okay. Well, <laughs> you did good. mic drop it, and I like how you actually started by like saying, "I'm gonna preach to the listener right quick," <laughs> and then you just, <laughs> and then you just went on my side, backing up the ice. So well okay. done. Um, just got up but, in the pulpit. Yeah, I guess. I guess my final. <laughs> I guess my final thing is like, um, you know, art. Art is you know something that is, like you said, it takes time. It really does take time, especially if it's something with act- with genuine substance. And you know, it, it, some people. Everyone has everyone has their purpose in life, and you know, musicians can either do one, do a track every, do an EP every month. Uh, Mila J, R and B Ice did that last year, and that was quite that was quite cool to to watch. Uh every, uh, every month and wait for every month. But then you can have someone who doesn't drop something in four or five years, and you know that's good too. So, you know, it depends on who you are as who you're a fan of. I mean, going back to what you were talking about, as you know someone who. If, if there's a person X that only has like, you know, five eyes that they listen to, like, you know, some people yeah. do. I think I take for granted the fact that I have this, you know, that I, f- that I like to explore and find, you know, other people. You know what I mean? I, I mean, the amount of projects I've listened to in the past, uh, you know, this year's I think it's about 30, 40 now, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's been a few. I've, I've listened to a few. More than most, so you know, I kind of I feel like I might I probably take that for granted. But person X who has you know five people five eyes on their on their regular rotation, and you know if it's like a Frank Ocean that you know takes four years or an mm. Emmy Sande or a you know or a uh, or a Kendrick or a J Cole whatever, then y- you're gonna have to either you know deal with it or. Yeah, and if, you, if you're a fan of those people then you should know what you're getting into you know what I mean, that's kind of where I come that's where I kind of the thing where I come to where it's just like, if you're a fan of this person, you kind of should already know, like you kind of signed the the verbal contract that this person has this type of music and this doesn't come like a you know, like a tap so, you know, there's always going to be a kind of ongoing debate between the Iast saying give me time and the consumers saying give me my give me my music but um, yeah it depends on who depends on the you mess to be completely honest
0: yeah what you said earlier is is so true and uh, we forget that I mean I was I was a bit like you a few years ago when I was working for that review website shout out to beard food man that was a good review website I miss you guys but we, I was listening to like, I was logging the albums I was listening to. I was listening to like two to 500 new albums a year. Like I was listening to three new albums a day, just across all genres. And now that I am a little bit more busy That's with... banging. Yeah, it's crazy. Now that I'm more busy with work, now that I have other commitments, it's just not possible for me to do that. So we do have to remember that uh, there are people out there who just don't have the time to discover and they just... And I, I feel this, I feel them when they say, man, I don't want to put on an album from an artist. I don't know if it's going to be okay because an album, if I put on an album on the way to work, I don't want to turn up to work frustrated or annoyed or have to switch halfway or they're like, I want to put on an album from an artist I really like and I just want to listen to that and it gets me to work or it gets me through this workout or whatever. I don't want to really want to look for new stuff because I know what I like and this is something I found as I got older and my friendship group Uh, kind of sharing what we all listen to is just that's just seems to be what happens everyone picks their favorites and they don't have time they got kids they got jobs they got uh, you know partners they got family commitments and they're just like I just don't have the time to discover music so I do understand that side of it I also understand our side of it because we have a lot more scope for discovery and yeah I feel blessed that I'm capable of if I really want to I don't really at the moment because I've got so much music I've listened to over the past, you know, 20 years that I have so many favorite artists in so many favorite genres. It feels like it's still endless for me, but I do understand that there's that other side. But exactly what you said and, and circles back to my pulpit speech about just once you sign on for an artist, you understand what you're getting yourself into and you just have to be aware that you... Care about that artist, and you care about the art they're making. So let them make it. Let them. Let them. Let them run their course. Let them. Don't force their process, because otherwise, what you're going to get is going to be nowhere near as good as if you just allow them to work at their own pace. Well
1: said. Well said. And I think we can end it there.
0: Um, on a lighter note. Okay. Uh, I, wanna,
1: I want to. I want. I want. your thoughts, right? Now. I want because you mentioned you know that you watched Game of Thrones a couple of episodes ago, and. You know, as a person that has been force fed, um, you know, people talking about it every Sunday. Yes. I'm wondering how you're feeling about it now, because I'm not seeing very positive okay. vibes coming from watchers of the show. And I'm just I'm just I'm just wondering from a you know from, from a person that is watching it, uh how are you feeling about it, Ben? <laughs>
0: See this is <laughs> okay, this is actually what I wanted to talk about for the lighter note, because uh, I watched Game of Thrones with my parents, and look, I know my dad is a very passionate man, but what I've discovered is that my dad is a Stan. <laughs> He's a Game of Thrones Stan, and I will compare him maybe not quite to Nicki Minaj levels, but definitely Eminem levels of Stannery. With me, with regards to Game of Thrones, you know, I was pretty disappointed. I'm disappointed Oof, in that's the big. writing, but. I still enjoy it on a purely, you know, entertainment level. But my dad, he's in the next room, so I can't, you know, speak too loudly. Well, he knows, he knows. So he's quite, (laughs) he irrationally defends, he will irrationally defend the show to the point where we've gotten into shouting matches where, you know, some weird stuff happens like Jamie leaves Brienne and I'm just like, what or jamie even hooks up with brienne i'm like what are you why why did you do that there's no point there's no or Arya kills the Night king and we don't hear anything about i'm like dad come on this doesn't make any sense like this this is just a mess and he we've had shouting matches over it so you know i'm 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 disappointed in the final season but even yesterday when we watched the episode my dad was just kind of sitting there shocked like I don't know how I'm going to defend this one, but he is defending it. So, I've I've learned something new about about my father. He's he's a Game of Thrones stan.
1: Damn! If this was a if this was a TV podcast, I'd be like, get P- Papa, get Pops onto the show. My god, this is gonna be this is amazing.
0: <laughs> we need to get him a of Oh damn! Set of I mean, I just. <laughs>
1: Get him one now, get him one go up off right now, go get him. I just I just I just ask because I find it fascinating just being a person from the out from the outside looking in of the hype train that is Game of Thrones. I've I i do not think I've seen a show this hyped up uh, since maybe Maybe Breaking Bad. Maybe. Mm. But I don't think it no, probably not even probably bigger than that, definitely. This is this is probably the biggest like In recent memory, probably in social media anyway, era. But um, I I just find it so fascinating of how like you just you lot are just just hanging in there. (laughs) it's rough. If I if 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 I was like watching the show like this, right? If there were bad episodes, I'd be watching it, but I'd be complaining a hell of a lot. To be completely honest with you, if I don't like it, if I don't like what I'm seeing, I don't like what I'm seeing. Uh, case in point the most recent one was power and oh, i just yes. I, I didn't watch the next season uh, yeah. I, I didn't watch it and i'm not going to watch the next season uh shout out to um who whoever does twitter moments because um the obviously the news dropped about power doing a uh, spin-offs and i re- actually tweeted um they don't have good enough characters for spin-offs just depth-wise that they don't have the characters for it i saw uh, that for yeah. their own show and yeah. someone <laughs> Someone on Twitter put it on Twitter moments, and I was getting people going. Are oh, you on crack? Tommy would be great as his own show. I'm oh, like, man, you're blowing like, up. So let me set the record straight. <laughs> no, I'm not really. <laughs> no, no, it's not levels. It's not that levels. Okay, it's not blow up levels, but it's levels. Um, I, I just want to set the record straight. Like, I I understand, right? Tommy on power with his own show would be great. Like, it would be great for a season or two, but it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Someone said uh, uh, Ta- uh, Tasha, Tasha, uh, having her own show was uh, gonna be interesting, and then people were roasting her for it. That was quite funny. But yeah, I, I, this is why. This is why. Uh, is TV going? Is TV going downhill for me? Uh, I'm trying. I'm just trying to think if, like, if, if I even like TV anymore. I don't know. But
0: <laughs> we'll call. Um, we'll call it there. I'm having a kind of existential crisis right here. Oh man, Jeez, I, I'm <laughs> sorry that TV's caused you to have an existential crisis. Just stop watching TV. I watching. <laughs> I only watch Game of Thrones, man. I don't know
1: any TV. No, no. I, I mean, yeah. Honestly, like years back, before I went to university, I was a TV nut. You couldn't get me off the TV. I was always on it. Like I was always watching TV. I was always watching good stuff um but yeah just now recently obviously it's more about music and obviously i'm doing writing and stuff so you know t- time is time is short and you know i can't i can't watch stuff like game of thrones because i because i know if i don't like it then i don't like it and i can't i'm can't, not gonna i'm not gonna sit through it you know what i mean i have time i have precious my time is precious <laughs> so you know that's that's kind of how it goes but anyway well
0: if you ever glad do. i got your
1: thoughts on it i just i just uh i just wanted to
0: Well I just there's one thing I wanna say about Game of Thrones before it ends because you know I'm I'm a bit different to you. Like I don't mind if it's you know, it it has fallen off the rails significantly in the last two years. And the big moments have been the big Hollywood moments that they really built up to. But what I will say about Game of Thrones, anyone who hasn't watched it yet, if you wanna watch the greatest fall off in TV history game of thrones is for you if you invest yourself in those first five seasons six seasons even you're gonna be like wow this is and i personally thought it was the perfect show and i've watched a lot of tv as well you know before um before i started working or when i was at uni i was watching heaps of tv and it was the greatest thing i'd ever seen the story was intricate and beautiful and powerful and strong and they took they took their time and then they just set about destroying it in two seasons and like, the last episode, I think, was the best Game of Thrones episode of all time. Like, I think it was an incredible episode. But, like, the 12 before that, I was like, man, come on. What are you doing? So, if you ever want to see the greatest fall-off in history, it could have been the greatest thing in TV history. But instead, now it's going to be the greatest fall-off in TV history. But don't tell my dad that. And I don't think my dad's going to listen to the end of this podcast. But <laughs> I think he's probably got his ear to the door listening to me right now. So... But, yeah, no, it was... Um... It's, yeah, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. We can't get too invested in it. Otherwise, you'll just end up being very depressed. Just enjoy Game of Thrones for what it is.
1: Exactly. The White is the best TV show of all time. And on that note, we shall end. This has been Digging in the Digits. Uh, (laughs) I've been Charlie Taylor.
0: Yeah, I'm Ben Carter.
1: We shall see you next week. Hope you enjoy the show. Take it easy. Ladies and gentlemen. All right, Peace. (laughs) Digging in the Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me. Music for the show, piece and video games by bonus points. Thanks to ChillHop Records for the ability to use. Socials for the 5th Element, Hop Mind Numbers, Bonus Points and ChillHop Records will be in the description wherever you're listening. This has been the 5th Element Podcast Network and Hip Hop Mind Numbers Collaboration. Thanks for spending time with us. And we'll see you next time on Digging in the Digits.